0: 15 minute deliveries, 39 year high inflation rates and is Miso Robotics crowdfunding approach the way to go? That's all ahead on this week's Monday Minute. Monday Minute works like this. We're going to ask each other five questions about five of the biggest headlines from the last week. Are you ready? Let's go.
1: Restaurant menu price inflation hit a 39-year high in November. What does this mean for restaurants?
0: Yeah, pretty scary number. Um, Limited serve restaurants rose 7.9% year over year in November. Uh, Full service restaurants by 6%. It's the highest menu price inflation since 1982. Now, restaurants are increasing their menu prices, as they should, right, when you're facing this level of of inflation. Um, And the price increases we're seeing are expected to go on for quite a while yet. So, buckle in, everyone. You know, the Wall Street Journal has recently reported that coffee futures are up by more than 82%, wheat 26%, sugar 24%. QSR has said that beef is up 57%, and shortening and cooking oils are up by 41.5%. And then, with labor costs and everything going on with staffing, the industry, is really getting another beating right now. Um, And the Bureau of Labor Statistics has said that the industry is still down 750,000 jobs. Right, so tough times. Um, You know, we were over at uh, the Restaurant Leadership Conference in Phoenix, and do you remember, Meredith, at the airport, the amount of restaurant closures? And then when we did find a restaurant, it was a really limited menu as well. And so, you know, the risk of uh, further closures beyond the ninety hundred thousand or so that we've seen through the pandemic is very real. So what should restaurants do well they should raise their prices and maintain margins as best they can but they also need to consider how to provide value Um, and value of course can come through price and having a clear identifiable product set which is lower in in price to, to the rest of your menu but because of the ingredient set a higher margin value perhaps you know think proprietary beverages or items which are similar to that Also, perhaps think about price comping your competitors, you know, understand where you stand relative to the competition and and try to be neither the lowest or the highest among them, unless that is who you are and reflects your kind of brand identity. Uh, And then just like through the pandemic, build a basket through um, the appetizers, beverages, desserts, add-ons, you know, try to get the customer to purchase their lunch at the same time as their dinner. Uh, And consider how marketing of key promotions needs to change as well. You know, people's frequency of how often they're eating out at restaurants may decline if prices go through the roof at restaurants, but they will still need to cook higher priced ingredients. So emphasize that convenience and the importance of keeping quality, accuracy and timeliness at the front. So a few ideas there, but it's certainly going to be a tough uh, year ahead, I think. Okay, our second question, Meredith, is about MISO Robotics. They've raised $37 million and it's been done through crowdfunding. Uh, what do you think about this approach and their potential?
1: Well, this is amazing to me that the story talking about MISO Robotics and the crowdfunding they raised, uh, they said that they were the largest single tech investment on the Seed Invest platform last year when they did their first round of crowdfunding. Uh, and it tells you a lot about what's happening just with funding in general. I think you know a few years ago we would have said uh, someone who does crowdfunding, you know, I don't know, it's kind of not a real startup and not no VCs are getting behind them. And things have totally changed. Where now these crowdfunding sources are absolutely legitimate forms of capital, and they not only get the companies the funding they need to grow, they also help educate consumers about these new technologies and what they can bring to them and the benefits that happen. So uh, I think just the the funding mechanism itself is absolutely fascinating. Uh, And then, of course, they've raised quite a lot of money. And I think what this relates to is the first question, right? You see all this inflation in restaurants. They've got to do something differently than what they're doing, because what happens when price goes up and up and up, is eventually the consumer rejects the price increases, and they don't really care that your labor is going up or your commodities prices are going up. What they care about is how the price they're paying is going up relative to what they're getting and what's in their pocketbook. And so very forward-thinking restaurants are thinking through how do I actually reduce my costs? And of course the prime costs, labor and food are the two biggest ones in the restaurant PL. Uh, and bringing automation, whether it be in the form of software or in the form of hardware, like with Miso, is a huge way to optimize the efficiency and throughput of the labor in the restaurant. So I'm excited to see this. I think that uh, it will be really neat to see these start rolling out, um, whether it's this form of automation or others. Uh, You know, There's a lot of different, like you said, at RLC this week, uh, we saw tons of different types of robots and uh, different types of Uh, software automation that helps make the restaurant itself more efficient Uh, you know you can think forward to the logical conclusion of this where a restaurant doesn't even really look like a restaurant anymore right it's a ghost kitchen optimized for off-premise consumption there's no like place to sit down in it and robots by and large are doing all the work um and that seems like a crazy future uh, when you imagine it relative to a restaurant today, but on the other hand, with everything going on, it doesn't seem that far off. All right. So, Carl, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna mash two questions together into one for you. I know something new. So, DoorDash is trying 15-minute delivery windows, um, as well as full-time drivers uh, instead of gig workers, and then a company called Getter. We think. I don't know. We'll see how you say it uh, is coming to these, uh, uh, side of the pond as well. So who are they? And, uh, aside from how you pronounce it, what is this, uh, ha- Hyperfast model all about?
0: Yeah, it's uh we'll get onto pronunciations in a moment, but the, The cooks on the call don't need to worry, Meredith. That's the first thing I'll say. This is attributed to the Dash Mart, the virtual convenience store that uh, DoorDash is operating. It's also just in New York City right now, specifically their Chelsea neighborhood. And they've created something also called Dash Courts, uh, which is all around having full-time workers service this particular aspect of the DoorDash uh, product suite. Uh, now, there are plenty of micro-fulfillment operators out there brandishing 15-minute delivery as their thing. We've talked about Fridge No More, if you remember, which is a startup in this same area that's built around the model of a 15-minute delivery. Um, another one this week, 1520, has just gone out of business, actually, and there's speculation of how these smaller players are going to line up against the dash marts of this world and perhaps more specifically, the rapidly growing GoPath or gorillas of the world um, now the article that we'll put the link for below is actually from the restaurant dive website and it references Fuad hannon who you'll recall we interviewed for our book um, and he's seen this as much more than just a logistic solution for dashmark he, he indicates that he believes it could be a model for retailers to use to build a range of services out of what is sold just through the dash mark model um, thereby kind of in- ensuring a wider utilization of the drivers and I think this is what the full-time driver piece is all about. You know, For sure, it's about having drivers on staff and ready to be able to get a package to someone within 15 minutes. But it's also the economics of doing something like this when it makes much more sense if you can do three, maybe six deliveries an hour, which, of course, the GoPuff co-founders have said um, is what they're doing right now. So pretty impressive stuff. Now, I'm going to say it's pronounced get it. So that's maybe a bit different to you, um, but... You know, the the fun thing about what they're doing is they've also announced their arrival in New York this week, and they said, we've got a 10-minute delivery service. And uh, at RLC this week, I remember we were talking to someone um, from the, uh, from the, the, the show there, and they were saying about how it reminded them of the movie There's Something About Mary. Now, I don't know whether you remember this particular clip but it's all about what's better than eight minute abs. And uh, let's do this Meredith, let me play the clip so that everyone can actually have a little listen to exactly what I'm on about because it is amusing. You heard of this thing, the eight minute abs? Yeah, sure, eight minute abs, yeah, the uh, exercise video. Uh Yeah, well this is gonna blow
1: that right out of the water. Listen to this, seven minute abs.
0: Brilliant, huh? Uh, I, I love that. I think it's uh, it's definitely what uh, comes to mind when I think about 10-minute delivery services. Um, now, Getters Service in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, they're wavering their $1.95 delivery fee for, for customers uh, for their first five orders. And I think they're heading to Boston pretty soon as well. They're a Turkish-based company. They're already operating in eight other countries. Um, they're valued at nearly $8 billion dollars puff of course is double that valuation gorillas is also doing 10 minute delivery they started doing that in new york in may and they're valued at around three three and a half billion so we have all these multi-billion dollar companies at least from a valuation standpoint um from delivering a list of maybe two thousand products or so in 10 to 30 minutes and you know grocery chains are starting to get into the space instacart have got a 30-minute service as well now i put this to you Let's take a step back for a moment. I think we need to ask ourselves, why do we need things in 15 minutes? Do we really, really need it in 15 minutes? And I think um, it's a question that I I think will be answered in time based on the consumers that start to really utilize these services. Uh, But the functionality is clearly there and the logistics solutions to service it are being managed by having more hyper-local facilities closer to where customers are. Okay, our final question this week, Meredith, is about Wonder. Uh, They launched this week, and some liken it to the now-closed Zoom pizza. So who are they, and what's your take on whether the time is right now for such a concept?
1: Yeah, this is uh, an amazing announcement. Uh, Mark Laura, who is the founder of Jet.com, which sold to Walmart and became the Walmart e-commerce business, uh, is... The, uh, is the thinker behind this one. Uh, it's been around actually for a while in Stealth Mode and it just formally launched this week. It's uh, a very interesting business. It did remind me of Zoom Pizza uh, when I first saw it because they talk about cooking in food trucks on the way to delivery, which um, I think was the Zoom Pizza idea and uh, that has not fared terrifically well uh, thus far. But I think generally the idea of bringing food production closer to consumption makes a whole lot of sense both in terms of time and in terms of quality now this model is a little bit different because they combine a commissary with the food trucks and it sounds like there might be a little last mile delivery as well Um, and then they're also trying to concentrate their delivery radius much more like a traditional pizza company would do where they define this is the delivery boundaries for this particular uh store or in that case uh, uh food truck and they only deliver in there, and that helps them increase their densities, which of course helps them increase their uh, drops per hour, which of course improves their overall economics. So I think between the, um, the commissary idea about centralizing the cooking, uh, finishing it in the last mile, and then restricting that delivery radius, there's a lot of really good ideas there. The final thing that they're doing, which I think is interesting, is instead of trying to start a whole new brand they are partnering with celebrity chefs to bring uh, already known foods and already known at least um, chefs and their, their cuisine types to consumers, which I think will help a lot. Uh, they don't have to re-educate or build a whole new brand out of nothing.
0: Okay, well, thanks as ever for everyone for listening. We really do appreciate you guys tuning in to us each week. Uh, we had some exciting news this week. We are now number 17th podcast in Sweden. So thank you, Sweden, for listening thank to you, us. Sweden. Uh, yeah. We appreciate that. But please leave your questions below, your uh, comments, anything that you agree with or disagree with. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we look forward to speaking to you very soon. The Monday Minute is available for you to follow and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Watch us on YouTube and follow us on all our social media Learn Dr. channels. Thanks for listening.